We welcome you back to another hour of Get Up. We are live at the Seaport. We are brought to you by Chase. I wish you could hear the stories that Bart is telling right. behind the scenes. Breaks are uh, they are unquestionably not suitable. <laughs> the language not suitable for, for a family environment. But boy, the stories are funny. In the meantime, what stories will they tell about the Dallas Cowboys and their quarterback, Dak Prescott, someday? That's where this hour begins. So you got Jerry Jones. He's at the uh, Senior Bowl yesterday talking to reporters. And in this conversation, by the way, he just sort of let slip confirmation that Mike McCarthy is going to call plays next year. And then he goes on to talk about helping Dak Prescott, who struggled with interceptions this past season. Every word of this is fascinating. Here's Jerry. I'm still very strong. Not still. I'm very strong on Dak. This whole thing reflects the upside that I feel in Dak. The fact that we're doing this, Mike's calling the plays, this has everything to do with the positiveness around Dak. It's building around Dak. Do you address Dak's deal now? I mean, with the number, I know we talked before that it's something that you would look at or could look at. Yeah, I think you can look at it, absolutely. I mean, it's not, uh, you know, do we do it or not? I mean, it takes two, two parties to talk. The bigger thing for us is Dak's gonna be our guy for the next, hopefully, 10 years. All right, so hopefully Dak is going to be our quarterback for the next 10 years. I'm still, no, not still. I'm super high on Dak. Those are the words of the owners. But, Dan, as we've discussed many times, yeah. pay no attention to what people say. Right. Just look at what they do. Right. What could they do in just the next few weeks before free agency starts that will tell us a lot? Well, they could extend his contract. So there's two years left on his contract. Only one this year has guaranteed money. They have a $49 million cap hit this year. So they would like to lower that, and the easiest way to do it is to give them an extension that, you know, changes salary into bonus, spreads out the cap hit over a number of years. If they don't do that, they could, they could do a restructure that, that's kind of sort of uh, splitting the baby situation where you kind of kick the, the decision down the road a couple of years. Or they could just sit there with that $49 million cap hit, and, and if that's what happens, if they don't touch the contract, then you'll know he's heading into a year where he's playing for his job, no matter what they say publicly. Well, we've been down this road before, mm -hmm. Bart, with the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott, which is to say they wanted to extend him long before they did that first time, but they wanted to do it their way. Mm -hmm. yes. He said, no, 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 we're going to do this my way or we're not going to do it at all. So we could easily be looking at a scenario, if history is to be our guide, where Dak Prescott is playing with one year of guaranteed money left mm -hmm. on his contract and it is make or break with the Cowboys next season. I mean, I think you can do both. I think it's, it's a happy medium in the middle, right? You don't have to give him the long-term deal because the reality is that Burrow, Jackson, and Hurts are going to get massive deals. So it's better to give him the extension now before those guys get their new contracts. But you have to have a, 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 truth, a truthful conversation with Dak Prescott and let him know, listen, we believe you're a good quarterback, but you need more resources. We can't go out and get you those resources for you to be uh, successful if we pay you top-of-the-market money. And I'm, I'm sure Dak is going to say, well, I believe I'm worth top-of-the-market money. Well, then we play it out. Because the reality is, you know, when I said on this very, in the very same set, same set, and I said, hey, I believe that Jalen Hurts is a better uh, quarterback than Dak Prescott, all you guys laughed at me. Mm -hmm. Now I'm the one laughing. I get the last laugh because, listen, the reality is Dak Prescott without Amari Cooper, somebody opposite of C.D. Lamb, 
wasn't the elite quarterback that we believed him to be. So you have to recognize that as a quarterback and as a player and say, you know what, I need more help. And if I give some money back, I'll allow the Tom Brady treatment. Like, I can be seen as a hero, and I'll be able to last a lot longer. Listen, Dak Prescott's most value was to the Dallas Cowboys because they feel like he's homegrown and they had him on a discount because he was a second or fourth-round draft pick. So they feel like, hey, we owe him a little bit. But out on the market, how much is Dak Prescott you know, worth when you consider oh. that he's not – listen – but how far can you get? He's proven that you can have a pretty good roster. Understood. He's only got you one playoff. But win. the reason Dan made that groaned, I believe, is because it just takes one person to be willing to pay him that much Supply money. Supply and demand. Right? One, yeah. The Cleveland Browns are willing to give Deshaun Watson a contract that basically screwed up everything for how, everyone. How, how old is he? He's much a guy, younger. But, but we know that Deshaun Watson, when healthy, is a top-five quarterback. Dak Prescott proved that he's not in that class. No matter what you want to say, he's not in that class with the elite. We, we make a mistake all the time by putting guys that are good and making them stars. We take guys that are stars and we make them superstars. It is only so many superstars in this league and there's only so many stars. you got to make sure that you put these quarterbacks in the right category. He is not a plus multiplier where you can have a roster that is not complete and him overcome the Joes. Go, well, well, here's what I'm going to say, Bart, and Bart knows this as well. You know – all this category type stuff is all well and good, but that's just not how it works as far as contracts are concerned. It's all about timing. Mm-hmm. It's all about supply and demand. Like we, how many how many people have we seen get contracts? Like how in the hell did you get? How in mm-hmm. the hell did he get mm-hmm. that type of contract? It's not because they've you know got this. They've earned it as far as their play is concerned. It's all about when they hit the market mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff. Now, as far as Dak Prescott is concerned, listen, the reason Dak Prescott went with that type of structure is because he wanted another bite of the apple quick. So why would Dak Prescott really be accommodating to the Dallas Cowboys even after this year when the whole purpose of him doing that first contract was I want to come right back to the table and sign another big deal. Yep. The only reason he could consider it, I sometimes, and this is not specific to Dak, okay. except for the part of it in which he is a Cowboy, is that I've frequently said quarterbacks, exclusively quarterbacks, can look at taking a little bit less money as an investment in themselves long right. term. Because Tom Brady, who did that, is became one of the great legends, not one of, the greatest legend in yes. the history of the sport by winning all the time. And if you win the Super Bowl as the quarterback of the Dallas oh. Cowboys, then you back. Ask you. Roger Staubach how that works. Ask Troy Aikman how that works. You don't even have to win the Super Bowl. Ask Tony Romo how that works. Fair I, mean, I mean, think about like if you if you spend spend your career as the quarterback of the Cowboys, you're set for life. And that don't 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 kid yourself thinking that wasn't a part of Jerry Jones's pitch mm-hmm. when they were doing the contract a couple of years ago. Right, there's, right. there's no question that they use that. You're absolutely right. Look, can you self-assess and say, "Here's who I am. I I, I got the huge deal last right. time. Maybe I'll take." It's just it, it's not. It's, but it, it can be not set up more. Like, it, it can be set up the way that he can get it by itself a couple more yeah. years. The same way I think Daniel Jones is probably going to have to do it as well. Maybe leave some money on the table so that you can have a better team. And then when you get the winning, then you cash in. Contracts can get tore up and you can get bigger extensions all the time. But if you lose, when you go out on the market, yeah. you're going to be a guy that's taken a lot of the salary cap and didn't get the result. Let me ask a quick other question just on all of this, because you heard him say Mike McCarthy is going to call the plays uh, after the things that we've seen. What could go wrong? Uh, so, but, but so my question here is, um, Diana told us yesterday with certainty that the, neither the Cowboys nor the Chargers reached out to Sean Payton at all. You had been telling me 
all year long that the Cowboys weren't going to reach out right. to Sean Payton. I didn't want to believe you. It is what happened. Should they have? Was it a mistake for the Cowboys not to pursue Sean Payton? Yes or no, Bart? They got Sean Payton, right? They got Mike McCarthy. They got the same damn resume. Sean Payton just has a better publicist. Like, they both had <laughs> Hall of Fame quarterbacks and only got one title to show, which is crazy, right? So you bring in Sean Payton. What did Sean Payton do with a Hall of Fame quarterback? He won a lot of games. He won some division titles, but he came up short in the postseason. What has Mike McCarthy done? He's won a lot of games in the regular season. He's won one Super Bowl, and he's come up short in the postseason. So why would you go and give up a first-round draft pick which stops your ability to continue to build your team cheap with, with young players and give it to Mike McCarthy and mean give it to Sean Payton and then give him $20 million a year? That's $20 million a year? That's a really interesting perspective. D. Wood, what do you think? I mean, can you really argue? I mean, on the merits, can you really argue against what Bart is saying right now? You really can. I mean, if you stack up, if you stack the resumes up, they're, they're eerily similar. They are. They are. And like Bart said, he has a really good publicist. You know, we, we tend to look at Sean Payton in a different light than Mike McCarthy. But at the end of the day, when you look at the resumes... Left the building burning in New Orleans. If, if $70 one, million dollars over the cap. Left it burning. It like, got out of town. If, if there's girl. one thing to say, it is that Aaron Rodgers was Aaron Rodgers before Mike McCarthy got there, and Drew Brees was not. Drew Brees was a guy that Whoa. most people in the league hey. didn't think he was, was a good a player, though. He, he hurt his shoulder. He was having a hell of a season. Well, I mean, they the, just happened to he draft He was having such a good Phillip season Rivers. that the Chargers drafted Phillip Rivers when they already had him. But that last year, he was balling before he got his shoulder stepped on. Fair. I'm not trying to diminish that. I, it is what it is. We'll, we'll see. I, I think sometimes some things get overstated or, or completely understated. Speaking of overstated or just stated, period, uh, let's do an I'm sorry what here. Micah Parsons, who seems to like to comment on pretty much everything, yeah. uh, was watching the game over the weekend and, and was talking about Lane Johnson of the Eagles, and he tweeted, love you, big bro. Keep going. Not many like you. Definitely, like, uh, definitely not playing like you healthy or with a torn groin. Go win a bowl for our division. So he's rooting for Lane Johnson and the Eagles. Many people didn't like that, including you see here Barstool Sports tweeting, Micah Parsons telling Lane Johnson to go win a bowl for our division is the lowest, saddest moment in Cowboys history, <laughs> which is very funny. Micah Parsons did not think it was funny. He tweeted back, you people are sick. You will sit in your own misery because of lack of accomplishments that root for others. I have no shame. The league is a brotherhood. I'll never pray down on another man's success <laughs> or be ashamed to say I'm happy for my brother's success. So, okay. So we have all, uh, what? D. Wood's got a face. What, what did you think of, of Micah Parsons openly rooting for their arch rivals in the NFC Championship game? I mean, listen, I could never. Like, I grew up in the AFC East. Yeah. I played my, you know, most of my career with the Patriots and the Jets. I hate the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> I hate the Dolphins with a passion. I could never, ever come around if the Dolphins were to make the Super Bowl to go rooting for the Miami Dolphins. It's just not in my DNA. I just, I couldn't do it. Listen, Michael Parsons is, you know, new school. If that's the way he feels, that's Old fine. School. But the way I came up, no way, no how, I'm rooting for an arch rival to win a chip. No. Listen, these damn kumbaya kids and trading uh, jerseys and I love you, bro, is, is sickening. Because that's <laughs> not what sports about to be. This is the saddest thing I saw since I saw Mike Tyson rub blood from Lennox Lewis' face and say he loved his mother after he told him he's going to eat his children two months ago. <laughs> like, this is supposed to be about gladiators. How are you going to be sitting? What is this, the SEC? What is this? We got, we got, we got uh, pride, division pride. What are we talking about? 
about. You're supposed to hate this man. This man be trying to throw your face through the ground. And all of a sudden, you hope he get nice things. Any of my opponents, I don't want none of them to have nice things. Every time I lost in the AFC Championship three years in a row, I hope the game was canceled. <laughs> the Super the next week. The United, yeah, you're, not, I, you're never yeah. ready for him. I, I hope it was a natural disaster and they couldn't, couldn't have a game. <laughs> Fair enough. Wait, wait. This damn generation is ridiculous. I mean, listen. We just had a situation right here in the New York Tri-State area yeah. where the Empire State Building yes. was lit up in green, <laughs> yeah. and and everyone well, what fans and the New York Giants fans went crazy. That's right, like went absolutely crazy because the Empire State Building was lit up in, in Eagles Eagles colors, like. Like that, that says it all right it there. It took me five years of therapy not to punch Heinz Ward in the face when I saw him <laughs> on site. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this dude talking about, I hope you have nice things. Good luck, big bro. What the hell is this world and this game come to? Jeez, go play Batman. Go become a pickleball player. This soft stuff, man. What the hell we talking about? Wishing nice things for our opponent. These damn kids have lost their damn mind. Soft society. I just okay. can't wait to see what Micah Parsons tweets about this. Yes, Listen, put that on the bottom line. Bart Scott tells Micah Parsons to go play badminton. I'm looking forward to seeing that match. Okay, uh, I'm really glad we did that. As we continue here on the program, uh, what are we talking about? Oh, uh, the most meaningful marriage in sports. So we know where Sean Payton isn't, and we know where he is. Can he resurrect Russ in time to bring the Broncos back to the bowl? We're talking about it. Plus, could we see a reunion for Rodgers? You'll see who's tweeting at him, and that could be very significant for the future of Aaron. We're talking about it. It's Get Up on ESPN. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more.
back on Get Up, and the game is called Believe It or Not. Hey, D. Wood, if I said the Jets are Super Bowl contenders if they get Aaron Rodgers, believe it or not. I believe it. Listen, you're talking about Jets team, got the top five defense. They got a lot of really explosive young pieces on, on the offensive side of the football. We got a got an owner that's willing to do anything to get to get a quarterback. You bring in Aaron Rodgers, yes, you have to consider the Jets a, a team that could get to the Super Bowl. Okay, that was delightful. Graziano next. <laughs> Trey Lance will be the starting quarterback for the 49ers next season. Believe it or not? I believe it. Remember, he was the starting quarterback for the 49ers when this season began. He got hurt. Now they, you know, Purdy probably would have been the leader in the clubhouse here, but then he got hurt. So if he's not ready to start the season, I think it's entirely possible that Lance ends up with the job. I it, believe it. It was either going to be Brock Purdy or Tom Brady. Now it seems like it's going to be neither of them. Yeah. Uh, and Bart, if I said Sean Payton can fix Russell Wilson, believe it or not? Uh, I don't. I don't know if he can fix him. I think that he can improve him. You know what I mean. But I don't think he can make him this octane, let Russ cook type of player. I think he can try and control him and win ugly with him. And that's not what you pay a guy a quarter of a billion dollars to do. But um, that's that's who you're stuck with. Okay. So 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 let's dive into this for a minute. Okay. There is a conventional wisdom that says that Russell Wilson wanted to leave Seattle. We understand the money was part of it, and Seattle didn't want to pay him like the elite quarterback that he perceives himself to be, hmm. but that he wanted to go someplace. He feels it's time for him. He could, he could be on that level with the absolute upper echelon quarterbacks in the league. They paid him like it, and they want him to be that. Now they go out and they get him this offensive-minded coach who had great success. Why are we not to think that Russell Wilson, that last year might not have been a blip, and that Sean Payton and Russell Wilson together can can make magnificent music together. Can we? What? What? Well, it's not a blip. I mean, those highlights were downright sad. They were sad. like a guy playing football for the first time. It was a sad. Yeah. It was a sad blip. Yeah. But it was at the end of the day, it was a bad year. No one a year ago would have said Russell Wilson needs to be a game manager or you have no chance, right? I mean, what is that? Beat off of him. Everything went look. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. We understand that it was a terrible season in every conceivable way. He's taking him Nicki Minaj back there in that pocket, man. But but what does that mean? I don't understand he, he, what you're saying. It doesn't matter. Listen, he's lost his he's lost his invisible juice. He used to be back there like Willie Beeman making guys miss. Look at that. He can't escape people. Those are the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> D-Wood, if I were to say to you, Sean Payton worked magic with Drew Brees. Mm -hmm. um, they are of similar stature physically. Uh, that, that he should be able to make Russell Wilson, if not one of the two or three best quarterbacks in the NFL, certainly something that looks more like what we have been accustomed to seeing from Russell Wilson all those years in Seattle. Is that unrealistic? I think he'd make him more efficient. He'll make him more, a, a more efficient play. But I think you guys, I think Greeny this. See, you, your mind is wrapped around, okay, he's getting paid a quarter of a billion dollars. You expect him to be, you know, maybe in like the, uh, you know, jo Joe Burrow, like all right. those guys. That's not, that's not Russ. That's not going to be Russ. Remember, Russ was at his best in Seattle when he had a great defense right. and great running game, okay? And he played off of that. At no point during Russ's tenure in Seattle was it everything on Russ's shoulder and they were, and they were winning. At no point. When Seattle was at their best, defense, running game, Russ was cooking down the field. That's, it's going to be a similar type deal in Denver. The defense is good. But Javante, the running game, and you're just going to have to manage Russ. Forget the quarter of a billion, yeah. okay? You're going to have to manage Russell Wilson. How can you, for, how can you forget the quarter of a yes. billion? Who because forgets that, that, a quarter because, of a okay, billion? Okay, so, 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 here, so, no. here's, so here's my thing. 
So y'all so tied up in the quarter of a billion well, that you're going that you're going to put yourself in a situation where you're going to try to do something that Russ can't. You're going to try to make Russ no. do something he can't do and ultimately not that, win football games. That's not what. Well, I, that's the thing. Peyton can't coach like he's like, oh, this guy's making top of the market money, so I'm going to ask him to play like a top of the market quarterback. Right. He can't do that. That's right. your point, right? Because he's not. That, that's silly. But the problem is the roster they have had better be. Real good right. because they're not going to be able to improve it because they traded every pick they have for the next 20 years right. for either Russell Wilson or Sean Payton. Right. That's and what they're locked in at a high number on the quarterback. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about Russ cooking in Seattle. He was cheap in Seattle so they can go out and get depth at the positions. The way that they are constructed now, if they have an injury on the offensive line, they, the, 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 the difference between the starter and the backup is barbecue chicken. Right, you're talking about like they don't have the ability to improve this football team because they're held hostage by his contract. I kind of disagree with the premise of what you're saying, Dan, which is to say if Sean Payton was hired by these incredibly rich owners to solve the problem with Russ Wilson after they chose to give him a quarter of a billion dollars mm-hmm. to turn him into the player they believed he was. He would hardly be the first coach who was hired to turn around a quarterback who wasn't going well. How many times do we see rookie quarterbacks get drafted high and they wind up firing the coach and bringing in someone else to make it look to justify rookie. having made the point? But you've got oh, to... I understand that, but I think they hired Sean Payton to fix Russell Wilson. That's you... why they hired him. But you've got to so. operate within the realm of what's possible, right? Like, you cannot say, oh, Oh, well, we, he, he, we're paying him $50 million a year. He needs to play like a 50. He's not going to be that player. So we've given up on that. Well, that's, that's what I'm asking you. The idea that Russell Wilson is that is no I, longer I, I, on the table. You're Sean Payton. You know what you want to run. You've been running it forever. So find out. This is your offseason job is to figure out what Russell Wilson does well, well within that and then lean on it. No, mm-hmm. no matter no matter how it looks, and right. if that means run game, then then sign all the running backs, right? That like just make sure because they're all cheap, right? So you can actually go get them. Right. But that's the trick to to go in and say we need Russell Wilson to play as if he's Aaron Rodgers, you know, peak Aaron Rodgers, as if he's Patrick Mahomes. You're gonna lose. Okay, but, but not being not those guys, but Drew Brees, while playing for Sean Payton, threw for more yards than any quarterback ever threw for any franchise what, what, in NFL well, history. Not him either. Well, yeah, that's what I'm asking yeah, you. No, yeah, what's the ceiling? Uh, who are we talking about? Jimmy G? Are we hoping for? Is that Jimmy the ceiling? G? Brock Purdy, Stafford. Like, no, so suddenly uh, Russell Wilson is Brock Purdy and Jimmy G. I mean, it's, it's not, listen, I, listen, I'm not listen, arguing with you. Listen, I'm asking. He, he may have lost his opportunity to be a Hall of Famer. He he had when he was in Seattle. He was a Hall of Fame for sure. trajectory. And we expected, listen, this was a roster last year that we saw great quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson clamoring to get to. Right. And they under underperform would be an understatement of, 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 of the history of get up. Correct. It was bad. And it was so horrible. much of the blame was placed on the coach. The question is, was it really not about the quarterback? No. Pete Carroll knew what time it was. And listen, this is the greatest deal ever done since the Herschel Walker deal. This is the foundation. The, the dynasty that Seattle may become is going to be built on the Russell Wilson trade. And Pete Carroll deserves a lot of credit because he knew that this guy had lost all his special juice. Super quick. No, I, I think I think Bart is, is hitting on what coach in their right mind would deal if you get if you feel like your guy is like Elite. They're not dealing a quarterback you feel like he's elite. Oh, that's right. Like, that's why Pete Carroll dealt But them. the same Maybe thing in Dallas. That's why the Dallas thing is be cautious. I got to leave it there. We got much more to talk about. This one quarterback who is most certainly elite. His name was Tom Brady. He won seven Super Bowls. But not everyone is convinced he's the GOAT. We had a comment yesterday that uh, surprised a lot of people. You'll hear it and make up your own mind. Plus, here we go. Sneaky Hembo 
head-to-head -head with Graziano. Here's the question. Who's the only player to win the Super Bowl with three different franchises? That's the question. The answer's next. Get up on ESPN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals. That's dell.com slash deals. All right, we are back with Sneaky Hembo, who, by the way, is on jury duty right now. Good. He deserves it. And I think Graziano is about to find him guilty. Yeah. The question is, who's the only player to win the Super Bowl with three different franchises? I don't know, because there is no player that's won the Super Bowl with three different franchises. Many that have won two, but quite famously, no one has played for and won three Super Bowls with three different franchises. So there's some dumbass technicality <laughs> that Hembo put in here because he needs a win and he's getting crushed early in the year. So just tell me, because I know it's dumb. Okay, it is. You're right. The answer is Matt Millen who won two with the Raiders, one with the 49ers, and is credited with one credited. in Washington despite not playing for Washington. He is still credited what do you mean not playing? as like having been a member of the team. What he actually, he writes, did not play in the Super Bowl. The question is, was he, and I, did, I didn't look this up because I just saw the, got the answer myself. Yeah. The question is, was he like on the injured list? Like, was he even, act, yeah. was he, was he available? I am, I'm actually going to say not active, but he was on the roster. We are, we are confirming he was on the he's roster. On the roster, he's active, didn't play in the game. Yeah. All right. We're going to give All that one to Hembo. Like, no one's ever deserved jury duty more than I Hembo. agree. I hope that this is a, <laughs> hope it's a long case and it lasts I forever. I hope it's ex excruciating. All right. We're going to give Hembo the win there. But, but if, if ever you Sweet. needed evidence of what I say all the time, Hembo is a small yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, that's just... Uh, that's a terrible question. Terrible. terrible. We are... We are embarrassing, uh, really. I, I'm embarrassed for him. <laughs> okay. So, Hembo got a win. He needed one. Tom Brady got a lot of wins during his career. And, of course, yesterday he announced that he's retiring for good, ending a storied career in which he won seven Super Bowls and set basically every record there is to set. There was one person who spoke of him not quite so glowingly yesterday. Mike Francesa was on first take. Here's what he said. I'm going to throw a little, you know, oil on the uh, ceremony. Okay. He's not the best regular season quarterback I've ever seen. Peyton Manning was. 
What? He's not the best Super Bowl quarterback who ever lived. Joe Montana is. What he is, though, mm. is the guy who played the longest and he won the most games. That's what he said. And, of course, the world went. Uh, Bart, uh, what is your reaction to that? Listen, somebody got to get Pop Pop some new glasses, man. I don't know what the hell he was looking at. Like, listen, Tom Brady, Tom Brady only lost. He, he won, what, 17 division titles, right? Yeah, and yeah. the one within our division. Listen, I'm the biggest Patriot hater there is. You know, and I don't hide that. But this guy's the GOAT. He, he's like, you talk about his, he averaged over 300 yards in the playoffs, right? Passing. Like, the dude is the greatest to ever do it, whether you want to give him his flowers or not. Like, it doesn't make it right. You know, when you think about what Tom Brady was able to do, winning 17 titles, uh, division titles within the AFC East, what he's done, the comebacks, right? This guy always showed up. He didn't have a horrible game I can ever recall in the Super Bowl. No. Even with, with the giant losses. You know what I mean? He played at a high level. This guy's the greatest regular season player. Listen, last I checked, seven is greater than four. It's, it's well I mean, I know I got a social degree, but I'm pretty damn sure that seven is greater than four. Yeah, for sure. And if you go over the three games that he lost in the Super Bowl, the, the one of them against the Eagles, I mentioned it earlier on the show, he threw for 500 yards. His team did not punt. He did not throw an interception. 21 and, and six. Touchdown interception ratio. Yeah. And, and, and That's so, 10 more than Joe. Yeah. Look, Montana was brilliant in Super Bowls. He had the legendary last drive against mm -hmm. Cincinnati to win the second one against them. They had some huge blowouts. They killed Denver in one of those games. So I'm not taking anything away from Joe Montana, but I don't, I don't agree with that part of the statement. Look, I don't agree with any of it. Tom Brady is yeah. unquestionably right. the greatest quarterback of all time. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I, I, you could make a case for Peyton Manning. Like if we're talking about regular season, Peyton Manning, yeah. you can make a case for Peyton Manning because I think when you look at what Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning was his own offensive coordinator, okay? 75 like, you, you Like, you can make a case, okay? There's no question about that. But to talk about Brady not the best Super Bowl quarterback, I mean, you go to 10 freaking Super Bowls and you win seven. Yeah. I mean, listen, 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 the, 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 the glass ceiling literally for quarter, for for players, Joe Montana with four, Terry Bradshaw with four, Tom Brady sitting on seven. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. What, what, are we, what are we doing here? What, what are we doing here? Yeah, Danny, a thought or no? I think maybe Francesca should get with Hembo and talk about that question <laughs> and stuff he said. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Like, what's the point? Like, <laughs> Like the guy put this, the guy put this thing on a shelf where no one can reach it. Like I, I, it's going to be, Never. it's going to be generations before somebody can even sniff that, if ever. I, it, it's not, it's not worth discussing. He was losing 28-3 in one of those Super yeah, Bowls. Right. He came won. back and won. No, I look. Th there were moments, look, or the early parts of their career. I was on Team Peyton when, when they were, the, when they were. Um, Arch rivals yeah. and all that. So they start Early playing on, each other. I was on and you team always looked at Brady. And then it won. stopped. It stopped being relevant. I mean, it's right. not even a question that you can ask anymore. So look, he's entitled to his opinion. All four of us, I think, it is safe to say, strongly Come disagree. On, pop, pop. In the meantime, let's run the floor uh, through some of the action in the NBA last night. Oh, what the Celtics just obliterated the Nets. Uh, Boston making their first eight threes last night. They took a thirty-point lead. Jason Tatum had eighteen points in the first quarter. Boston wound up winning by forty-three. Uh, it was Dame time in Memphis last night. Dame Lillard and the Blazers pulling away late. They beat the Grizzlies. Lillard had 42 points and 10 assists. He scored at least 40 in six of his last 11 games. 
And then in Minnesota, Golden State had a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. We opened the show with this highlight today. They wound up losing in overtime. Steph Curry had a very tough second half and OT. Golden State is 7-19 on the road this year. They continue to hover right around 500 for that reason. They've been good at home, but their seven road wins are the fewest only to the Spurs and the Rockets. At home, the Warriors improved by 12 points per game. They win 76 percent of their game. Now, I should point out, because I could see this out of the corner of my eye, both these guys were laughing hysterically while we were, while Bart was uh, <laughs> issuing his call, soliloquy. Call my man Pop Pop, huh? <laughs> Wendy, is it, Wendy, you found that funny? Uh, Bart is having an iconic show, and Graz is just furious at Hembo. Yes, he is. It's, it's the game within the game right now is unbelievable. We're having quite the morning on Get Up. Let's talk about the Warriors, though, okay? So coming into this season, Vince, I think that the – there's no question about it. The overwhelming consensus was that the Warriors Mm -hmm. had a chance to be even better than they were a year ago and that they were the favorites to not only win the West but to defend their championship. Do they look like a team that can still put it together and be an NBA championship-caliber team by the end of this season? I say yes because of what they have on this roster. This, the majority of this team has been there and understand what it takes. Greeny, it's just can they get it together? The most important part to me as a player is you're going to have to win on the road. Point blank. You're going to have to win on the road. Depending on the position, they're not going to have home court advantage. So they're going to have to win road games early and, and, and to, to, to advance. And that's just the question. I think they're, they're built... Uh, uh, where they can still win, but, they, you know, they still have to prove it. Like, winning on the road, there's teams right now that look at them like, all right, they're coming to our building. We're not afraid of them. They, they, historically, you've been, they've been afraid of, of, of the, the Golden State Warriors when they, they came into your building, and it's just not the same feeling right now. But that doesn't mean their experience can't take over. But right now, it's just my hesitancy is can they win consistently on the road? How about the Warriors, Wendy? Here's something I can't explain. Uh, The Warriors, when they play at home, have the number four defense in the league. When they play on the road, fifth. I mean, that's a a crazy spread. I really have never seen anything like that. They have also blown, I don't know, maybe six or seven road games where they've either completely frittered away a lead at the very end of the game, as they did uh, yesterday, or they've blown a very big Mm second-half lead. And what Steve Kerr has been saying is – this team doesn't have the same margin for error. Now, it's kind of been under uh, pay attention to that the Warriors' once mighty offense has really slid back. They were uh, a middle-of-the-pack offensive team last year, but they got away with it because they were still an elite defensive team. Well, guess what? They're again a middle-of-the-road offensive team this year, and now they're no longer an elite defensive team. But as we sit here now in February, who in front of them are they truly, truly afraid of when that's top of their game. All of the teams in the West, for one reason or another, are flawed. And so while I sit here and say, I don't think this is a sustainable way to play, I don't think they really have faced a penalty for being out of position in the West yet. That's fair. The Nuggets have been the best team. They don't have the experience of getting to the finals. The Grizzlies are the second best team generally all year long. Golden State has had their number even through this season. So we don't give up on them. And then there's the other wily veteran, right? you got the young teams in the West. And then you've got Steph on one side, and you've got LeBron with the Lakers. Vince, we see him now. He's, he's going to go home, and he's going to break the all-time scoring record. So, so the individual accomplishments are remarkable. But does that look like a team 
with LeBron and AD and whatever else it is they're able to add that could actually do something interesting in the West Conference playoffs? I think they can make some noise because of those guys that you named. But I still have questions. It's like, yes, once the record is broken, where do we go from here? Are we continuing to put the ball in LeBron, LeBron's hands and we're playing through him? Or are we going to go back to playing through Anthony Davis where they had a lot of success and he was playing elite basketball? So uh, uh, that's just my question. And, and, and how do they navigate that? Obviously, when you bring other players in, I, I think they need to find uh, a Swiss Army knife guy, a, a, a stretch or a shooter. You know, that, or 3 and D guy or something like that to add to that roster uh, that can give them a little bit of, of a lot of things. But my question is, they're good enough. They're, they're, they're making a run. They're showing that they're better than constructed. But what happens when this record is broken is the, is the elephant in the room, in my, in my opinion. No, absolutely. Right around the time the record is broken will be the trade deadline, Wendy. Is the general expectation that they will make a meaningful move? They're trying, but I think one of the difficult things is you don't really have a good feel for the market yet. The whole league is watching the Toronto Raptors. They have two games left on a seven-game road trip. They're already two and three on this trip. It is not looking good. Will they press the button and make their players available? Specifically, Fred Van Vliet and OG Ananobi. Those are the two guys that if those guys were entered into the trading pool right now, it would incite a bit of a frenzy in this last week before the deadline. The Lakers are, are in position to make a meaningful trade if they're willing to include those two first-round draft picks. And Fred Van Vliet is a guy who was an all-star last year who potentially you could sell yourself to him and maybe another piece on the Raptors. It would be worth it to you. The issue would be with the Lakers is if the Raptors make Van Vliet or OG Ananobi available, would they want draft picks in return? Because there's a feel in the league that maybe they wouldn't be looking for draft picks. They may be looking for young players, already guys in the league, to put around the core that they have around Rookie of the Year Scotty Barnes. So these are unanswered questions, but the Lakers are going to be sitting there waiting so that if the opportunity comes across, they can make an offer. Yeah, to be clear, if they're looking for draft picks, the Lakers have that. If they're looking for young talent, the mm. Lakers most definitely do not. VC, Windy, outstanding all morning long. Thank you. We'll check in with you guys as we go. Hey, meanwhile, a reminder, the Reimagined Pro Bowl. Coming to Vegas, first five events of the skills competition tonight, 7 Eastern on ESPN. They're going to play dodgeball, among other events. And then the final four events are Sunday, starting 3 Eastern. It'll be on ABC and ESPN and ESPN Deportes and ESPN Plus and Disney XD. All right, as we continue, uh, could Aaron Rodgers and one of his favorite targets be about to rejoin forces? You've got to see what was tweeted last night and who was tweeting it. And then the big fella is back with his helmet he is going to tell you the best landing spot for rogers as only he can that's on the way this is get up on espn 10 seconds on the clock how many things can you name that are always growing your relationships your skills your customer base how about businesses on shopify <laughs> shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. 
Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, we are back. And so with Tom Brady in retirement, Aaron Rodgers is officially the NFL's oldest starting quarterback. Adam Schefter is reporting that uh, Rodgers and a trade remains an option. In fact, league sources believe the Packers prefer to move on from him. Here was Rodgers with McAfee on Tuesday. So how do you see this going? You, you have to figure out what you want to do, and then your first call is to the Packers, and then you let them know what you're thinking, and then they said that we'll let you know what we're thinking, and then that's kind of how the whole process will unfold, you think? I think so. I mean, it sounds like there's already conversations going on that aren't involving me, which are interesting. It's going to be a little bit more time for my decision, and you know, I feel confident that in a couple of weeks I'll feel definitely more strongly about one of the two decisions. I love that, man. Okay, uh, so let's talk about Aaron Rodgers and, yeah. and, and what he just said there. So does that, what, you read between the lines. What does it sound like to you? What's he saying? Sounds like he's annoyed because the protocol was supposed to be that they were going to have open dialogue about the future and moving forward on any decisions. And he sounds like he's annoyed because they broke protocol. So I feel like he thinks, like, okay, well, the writing's on the wall. It's just about when and where and how can I make it easier for my next team. You know, it looks like after the Super Bowl, he's going to be ready to kind of make a decision. He says he's not going to draw it out. So it becomes a tale. Do he do he um, trust and, and like, um, you know, uh, Devontae Adams or is it Nathaniel Hackett? Right, because you're going to be courted by two sides. We need Nathaniel Hackett. Listen to me, Nathaniel. Like before you come here, you go to Florham Park. Before you pull up in the Jets facility, I need you to pull your World Wide West hat on and start making some back channel, you know, uh, communications and, and get us AA Ron. Listen, that's your one job. If not, we'll fire you too. You can go back. <laughs> Bart, Bart Scott lobbying on behalf of the Jets and Rogers' former teammate Devontae Adams is lobbying on behalf yeah, of the, the Vegas now. Raiders. In case anyone hasn't seen it, a Las Vegas uh, tourism site tweeted uh, this question, uh, in, in, in which neighborhood is Aaron Rodgers moving to? And Devontae Adams from his verified account tweeted back mine. Oh, so damn. he's lobbying for Aaron Rodgers. And the Jets are, look, I mean, hiring Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator in many circles uh, circles is being interpreted as their effort to try and lure Aaron Rodgers. But first, Rodgers has to decide he wants out of Green Bay, where he spent right. his whole career. And the Packers have to decide they're ready to move on from him. Should they be? Should the Packers be ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers? I think Aaron Rodgers gives them the best chance. If you, I mean, if your goal, if your stated goal is to win, Aaron Rodgers gives you the best chance to win right now. Right. That, that's you know that. But I, but we know that you know football is it's bigger than that. They, you know you got a front office that thinks not only now but what's best for our organization moving forward. You know post Aaron Rodgers. And I think the conversation right now is. What do we want to look like post Aaron Rodgers? We got a quarterback that we moved up in the first round and Jordan Love to get. When are we going to allow him to, to, to kind of spread his wings and see what we have in him? Because at some point, at some point very soon, Aaron Rodgers is not going to be part of this equation. Is there any indication, and again, I know you talk to the people up there a lot, of which way the Packers are leaning on this, the Jordan Love of it all? I mean, 
I think there are some people out there who think they're ready to move on. Is, is there reason to believe that? There's reason to believe it because they were ready to do it three years ago when they drafted Jordan Love. And obviously what's happened in the interim changed the equation uh, to the extent that he got that Rodgers got that great contract last offseason. Uh, when the season ended, I was at their last game against the Lions when they lost and they were eliminated from the playoffs. What they were saying was that, you know, it would be up to Aaron and that, you know, Matt LaFleur, the head coach, said he, would, he wanted him back. Now, you know, do they regroup as a front office, as a coaching staff over the last couple of weeks and talk about other options? And is that what he's referring to? Is that what Schefter is referring to in his reporting? I think the key thing to understand here is if there's a breakup of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, neither Rodgers nor the Packers wants to be perceived as the instigator of mm-hmm. said breakup. Right. <laughs> right? So you're yeah. going to hear from Aaron. Like, this, this thing gives Aaron cover, mm-hmm. right? You can say, well, it wasn't me that wanted out. They were already having conversations, right, without Absolutely. me that were interesting. So I, I think that's the thing to watch for. But ultimately, where it ends up, it, it could absolutely end up with him playing somewhere else next year and Jordan Love playing for the Packers. Well, here's what we're going to do. We are going to let Damian Woody, in his own unique, inimitable fashion, choose where Aaron Rodgers should go next. And we'll do it with the helmets and a brand-new open. Welcome to the most dangerous segment. Big man, tiny helmet. Who's getting smashed? Tom Brady's not going to like that. Things just got real. Yeah, yeah. That stung a little bit. I'm not going to lie. There's shrapnel everywhere. How? Turn to the side. Turn to the side. Graziano's got a lot of protection. (laughs) There's no coming back from that. Okay, so usually Damian Woody uses that huge uh, mallet of his, that huge uh, uh, mallet, to smash the helmets of teams that are going to lose. This time, we've got five legitimate contenders where mm-hmm. Rodgers could wind up. The Packers, the Raiders, the Niners, the Titans, and the Jets. You're going to smash four of the helmets and just leave standing the one that you think is the best fit. Take it away, big fella. Oh, that hit me right in the arm. <laughs> Oh, there goes the Raiders. Well, give me a little thought on some of these. Hey, we got a horrendous. Oh, yeah, uh, uh, see, you, didn't, out. you didn't say all. You didn't well, say, yeah, yeah, okay, give you a little, a little thought. Yeah, okay, uh, out. Niners are out. Listen, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Stays. I'm going with stays right there. What's up, Bird? I'm going right. Devontae. Devontae is in there. Yeah, but like defense. But yeah. They got, yeah, they, they got defense, and you in the AFC West with that big boy, Pat Mahomes. I, I'm not right, We're building that. the drama, so yeah. there are only three helmets left. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, the Tennessee Titans. Stuck to the man. I know. It's it's all – look, this is all crazy or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think, I, listen, I, I think the Tennessee Titans – I think Ryan Tannehill is going to be in the mix with, with, with the Tennessee yeah, Titans. He's that, in the I, mix. He might, he might be in the, the mix. Lake but Willis I just – Yeah, I, I, I just don't – I don't see this one. I, I, not the most viable option. I, I, I wouldn't like – I wouldn't go to Vegas and put a whole bunch of Tannehill money down. And he's not going well, go to go Well, I still yet. don't think it's the most viable option. All right, so here we go. It is down to two helmets. The Jets, that's a very old Jet helmet, by the yes, way, but whatever. <laughs> and the Packers, who's getting smashed? Natalia! Natalia! Oh! <laughs> that went right by my face. Oh. I felt it. I felt it. It actually ricocheted off my head. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Still, we still yeah. got action. Now you know. There we go. So the so Jets. We got, <laughs> we got the <laughs> oh, yeah, How did that happen? I got the Raiders one. I'm stepping So the forward. Jets. The Jets are the, the team. The Jets. Yes. Yes. To, to your delight. Yes. My delight. Yes. To your delight. Yes. I'm going with, I'm going with the Jets. Listen. This is a situation where you know the Green Bay Packers are going to move on from Aaron Rodgers. They're not going to deal him to a team in the, in the NFC. It's going to be an AFC team. Mm-hmm. We've heard from Woody Johnson, the Jets owner. 
they're going to move. They're going to try to move heaven and earth to get a veteran quarterback in the organization. Mm-hmm. They got a top five defense. They got they got young, talented players on offense. And they got I love Nathan- it. Nathaniel Hackett as offensive coordinator. Absolutely love it. And if they're looking to meet up with Rodgers, they'll know where to find him this weekend. He's playing golf at Pebble Beach, <laughs> and you can watch him do that and so many others. The AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. The action starts today at 11.30 a.m. Eastern on ESPN+. Plus With four different live feeds, we'll have coverage through Sunday's final round. All right, first take coming up top of the hour. Is Rodgers' best chance to win a Super Bowl in Green Bay or somewhere else? Plus, should the Cowboys extend Dak Prescott? They'll talk about that and more. First take, five minutes away on ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Before we go, can we just marvel in the hand-eye coordination of yeah. Damian Woody? That was like a no-look smash there. Yeah. He's the Patrick Mahomes of whatever this yeah. is. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. I am. Heavy, heavy slice true. right. You know, Always I, slice right. I worry about you guys to my right. Yeah. I really do. Oh, I worry yeah. about us, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can see how worried we are. We almost lost me on that one. See, Dave's Great day today. Chin. Great day. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> First take twice. starts now. <laughs> 